0: Welcome to the Get Hungry podcast, a show where we expand the bounds of what you see possible by exploring new topics each week to level up your thinking and cultivate your God-given potential. Hey, how you doing? I'm Josh and welcome back to the Get Hungry podcast. Now, I hope you've had a wonderful week. I know that I have, and that you are ready to absolutely smash out this upcoming week. Now, today, I'm going to be exploring the importance of thinking. Now, this is a massive topic, um, and I definitely will have to explore it further in additional episodes. But for today, I'd just love to share four thoughts that I have on this whole topic of thinking. But before we do that, let's get into the word of the week. So the word of the week this week is introspection. Now the definition of introspection is the examination or observation of one's own mental and emotional process. Wow, what a word. Now, because this is such an amazing word, um, I don't only want to challenge you to just use it in your conversations this week, but to actually provide yourself with an opportunity to engage in introspection this week. So sit down, find a time, whether it's in the morning, whether it's in the afternoon after work, where you can just sit down and you can examine or observe your own mental and emotional process. Hopefully the thoughts that I'm looking at sharing this week will be able to help with that a little bit. But that's the word of the week, so try to level up your verbiage by including that word within your vocabulary this week. Okay, well, let's get into the four key thoughts that I have on this whole massive topic of thinking. The first thought that I have is learn to think for yourself. Now, the Merriam-Webster defines thinking as the action of using one's mind to produce thoughts. So your brain or your mind is crafted so that it can produce thoughts. That's its sole function. But I believe we have actually dampened our ability to do this through our constant reliance upon instant access to information. And this can be in the form of Google. It can be in the form of social media. You know, there's forums. There's a plethora of different ways that we can do this. But as technology is constantly advancing, we are slowly becoming more and more impatient. Now don't get me wrong, this is not me just hating on Google or social media because I mean, (laughs) I'm as big of a fan as anyone um, and I rely very heavily upon Google. But the thing is, I, I can recognize that in my life, I have become very impatient And if I have a question or um, something that I want to know, I just jump straight onto Google and I know the answer. Now, I'm not saying delete your social media account, never use Google, that stuff is just from the devil. Like, (laughs) no, it's a very valuable tool that has a plethora of different sources of information that can be used for good and can be used to actually advance yourself. But what's tricky is determining not only what information is true and credible, but what is relevant to you and what information you should be taking on board. Because we have such instant access to information, I feel like we're not always, or at least I'm not speaking for myself here, I don't always check the credibility of these sources that I am using. And this is something that I probably need to work on and I would encourage you to be more intentional about identifying if the source of information that you're listening to is true and credible. Now, a fun activity that you can do is if you have a question or you have some information that you want to know, be more intentional about thinking about what the answer is to the question that you have, or at least what it could be, and then compare how far off you were from the actual answer. Now, my second point, which can actually help you with your thinking, is to identify your values. Now, I know this is a big topic, but It's important to identify your values because your values shape who you are. There's a podcast that I really love listening to, and some of the latest episodes I was listening to were actually talking about value. It's a podcast called the Craig Grischel Leadership Podcast, and I would highly recommend you go and listen to all of his episodes. I'm currently in the process of working through from episode one all the way to the present, so that way I can be up to date with it. But something that he talks about is value, and he shares the thoughts that your value determines your thoughts, your thoughts then determine your direction, and your direction determines your destination. So to explain this further, I'm going to use the analogy of minimalism. So say that you value minimalism. If you decide, yes, this is something that I want to do. It's something that I value. You're then constantly going to be thinking about minimalism. Now, thoughts lead to action, and because you're thinking about minimalism, you're then going to either consciously or unconsciously find ways to be minimalistic in your approach to things, You know whether that's you start to declutter your desk, or you go through your wardrobe and you be more intentional about what items of clothing you wear, what items of clothing you don't wear, and getting rid of the ones that you don't wear so that you can have less things in your wardrobe. This will radiate into all areas of your life so that your value for minimalism can be seen in every single area of your life. Now, hopefully that wasn't too confusing for you. I'm just really trying to make the point that it's important to identify what your values are because your thinking and your action will be dictated by these values. So it's very, very important for you to identify, okay, what do I value? I know for me, I can be a little bit indecisive, so I can have a massive list of things that I perceive to value. But a statement that Craig made, which really stood out to me, was if you say that you value everything, you actually value nothing. You need to be able to narrow it down. And so the way that he says to do this is to make a list of things that you passionately love, and also things that get you righteously angry. In doing this, you can identify all of the areas that could potentially be the main values in your life. And you can hopefully narrow that down to a list of, I would say, 10 or less. And after identifying these values, the next step is to be able to say no Now, a lot of the quotes that I'm using in this episode are from Craig Grischel, and that's because he's a very wise pastor, leader, and father, and he has a lot of experience and so he's a very credible person to be getting information from. And one thing that he says is that you need to be able to say no to small things so that you can say yes to fewer big things that actually do matter. You know, it's very easy to have a lot on your plate and commit to so many things because you mean well, but in doing so, you can't actually provide your full self in each of those individual small things. So in identifying what your values are, you can then identify what things you should say no to and what things to say yes to. So instead of asking, what could I do? Start asking, what should I do? And this is dictated by your values. Now my third point is ask more questions and this can be questions that are both directed at other people to provide the answers or directed at Google or there could be questions that are directed towards yourself and they're internal questions so throughout your day you could be asking questions to yourself to provide yourself with an instance to be able to think and come up with the answer or a solution to those questions. Now in order to i guess effectively answer questions you need to know more and this again comes back to what i was talking about in my first episode where it's you need to have credible sources of in where you need to have credible sources of information intake so, this can be podcasts, it can be YouTube videos. Hopefully, this podcast will be one of those for you. Um, and in providing you with thoughts from other people and answers that other people have been able to identify, you can then be, become more knowledgeable in different areas. And when you're providing answers and when you're thinking about solutions to things, your answers will be more, I guess, accurate. Now, when it comes to asking questions, confidence does play a big role for two reasons. Number one, you need to learn to be okay with not knowing something. Now, for some people, this can be seen as a point of weakness, but it's actually not a point of weakness. It's a point of power because it shows that you are able to identify the difference between what you know and what you don't know. And honestly, when people don't know something and they're trying to make out that they do not that they do know, It can be quite frustrating. So be open and honest about what you know and what you don't know. And secondly, you need to have the confidence to be able to provide answers or to share your thoughts and ideas with other people. Now, to help with this, there's an excerpt that I'd love to read you from a book by David J. Schwartz called The Magic of Thinking Big. So let me read that to you. Make it a rule to speak up in every open meeting you attend. Speak up say something voluntarily at every business conference, committee meeting, community forum you attend. Make no exception. Commit. Make a suggestion, ask a question, and don't be the last to speak. Try to be the icebreaker, the first one with a comment. Now, I'm sure for some people after hearing this, they can think, wow, that is amazing, let me do that. Other people might even be thinking, that is me. But for me, I can acknowledge that that is something that I would like to be doing, but it can be quite intimidating. And so if like me, you are intimidated by this, but you know that it's valuable, just try and chip away at it slowly by slowly. You know, the next meeting or the next gathering that you're in, speak up and say something and then congratulate yourself, or at least make yourself feel good for actually saying something. Even if what you said doesn't provide any value to anyone or if what you said isn't accurate, you spoke up and you're starting to slowly build one of the most powerful skills to have, and that is confidence. So it's one thing to ask a question, but it's another thing to truly understand the answer to the question that you had and to help with understanding and internalizing new ideas and thoughts and answers that you've just gained It's important to, I'd love to share with you the Fenman test for understanding. If you haven't heard this before, it's basically just the concept of rephrasing what you've learned in your own language. So if someone explains something to you, or you read something, or you hear something in a podcast, then try and internalize that by putting it into your own words. And this is where vocabulary comes into play. Because remember, as your vocabulary improves, so too does your ability to articulate and express ideas. And then this not only improves your understanding of the issue, but it also increases your ability and likelihood to apply it to your life and also to explain it to other people as well. Now, my fourth point is to mindfully reflect and refocus. This is something that I have definitely seen the value in myself, but if I'm being honest, it's something that I have slipped in a little bit. I haven't been doing as much as I would like because I know when I am doing this, it is very valuable. Now, this can be done in a variety of different ways, but the most common way to do this is to sit down and journal. Um, Some people journal at the start of their day, some people journal at the end of the day, some people do both. I don't currently do any, (laughs) but I have. Found that for me, it works best when I journal or reflect at the end of the day. And it just gives me perspective. It gives me a second look at what I went through that day. And I can kind of reevaluate and align the actions that I had and my responses to values that I either want to set for myself or that I have set for myself. And so it is very, very valuable. Um, And it kind of gives me direction and gives me purpose or reiterates my purpose, should I say. Now, a life with no direction no purpose can lead to frustration. So if you can find ways to lessen that frustration by providing yourself with direction, I would highly, highly advocate towards doing that. Now, I'd love to share some thoughts from Dan Harris's book, 10% Happier. If you haven't identified already, I do love quoting books. I love um, speaking about ideas and thoughts that other people have had and that's because i really do enjoy learning and hearing new ideas and thoughts and way of thinking and methods and it's just that's very fascinating for me and when i hear something new or something really resonates with me i want to share that with other people and i want this podcast to be a way that i can share those uh, ideas and thoughts that i come across and then build upon those as well with my additional thoughts and ideas. But when it's something that I came across in a podcast or read about somewhere, I want to be able to give credit where that credit is due and not take all of the credit myself. Um, And a way that I do that and keep track of all of these useful pieces of information will come later on. That's my next point. I'll share it with you in the bonus tip. Anyway, I digress. The quote that I'd love to share with you is, life is 10% what happens to you and 90% how you react to it. So without going into too much depth here, it's very important to try and focus on your reactions, how you react to things in the present. And I think in order to do this, it's important to look back at past situations and evaluate and mindfully reflect on those situations, how they played out, what your reaction was. Um, And in doing so, you can increase your likelihood to positively react to situations as they're happening, not come up with what you should have said afterwards. Don't you hate that? Don't you hate when you're in a situation and you say something and then afterwards you're like, oh, what I should have said was this, or I should have done this. Well, to increase your likelihood to be able to think on your toes, I guess, and to actually react in the way that you want to react as it's happening, i do believe that reflecting and refocusing is one of the keys to get there now another section in dan harris's book he talks about mindfulness and he says what mindfulness does is it creates space in your head so that you can respond rather than simply reacting and this is a big point i feel like a lot of people definitely myself included react to situations we don't respond to them so i would ask that you aim to be more proactive, not merely reactive to situations that happen to you. He then goes on in his book to say that we spend a lot of time judging ourselves harshly for feelings that we had no role in summoning. The only thing you can control is how you handle it. And this is something that I definitely want to get better at in my life. And I would encourage you to get better at in your life as well, because you're not the only person who benefits from that. The people around you also benefit from you if you have a better ability to handle situations as they're happening. And to respond and not just simply react because a lot of the time our reactions are emotion-based as we are faced with um, anger frustration we can sometimes just i guess not have any control over the thought the words that come out of our mind and we can be more damaging or we can do more damage than good and so it's very important to mindfully reflect And in doing so, you can then improve the quality of your life or the happiness of your life and also the happiness of the people around you. So I guess through the process of reflecting and refocusing, we can become more self-aware. And it's important to be self-aware because this enables you to know why you do think and act the way that you do as opposed to merely reacting to situations as they happen to you. And this then leads on to my bonus tip, which is tip number five, and that is establish your second brain. Now, If you haven't heard of this whole concept of your second brain before, this is a system that is based upon a quote by David Allen. And this quote is, your mind is for having ideas, not holding them. So very similar to the first point that I made, on thinking and the sole purpose of your mind or your brain and that is to think or come up with ideas. Very often we can bombard our brain and take up a lot of the real estate of our mind with holding on to ideas or thoughts or even memories. And so in order to free your mind up so that it has space to effectively think, what you need to do is you need to develop what's called a second brain. And you can do this on your phone. I guess you could do this on a notebook too, but I would say on your phone or computer would be the most effective way of doing this. And this is just essentially a place it could be Keep notes, it could be a system that I use called Notion, which is an absolutely amazing platform. And I would encourage you to watch videos on YouTube about Notion and how to utilize all of the features that it has. But it's essentially a place where you can store up quotes, ideas, thoughts, anything that you would otherwise take up a lot of real estate in your mind with, you can put it down on paper. And then even if you forget about it, you can then go back and read through all of these quotes and all of these important, useful pieces of information that once resonated with you so that you can then access them again. And this is what I've done with the podcast. So sometimes these quotes that I'm reading about, the things that may not actively be on my mind all of the time, but at least I have my second brain, which is a place where I can go to access all of this information very easily so i'd encourage you to start a second brain whether that's on keep notes in your phone or if that's on notion you know download the notion app it's very very good and just watch some youtube videos that describe further into all of the features that it has because it really really is a amazing system for note taking planning organization and everything alike well that brings us to the end of today's episode Now it was a bit of a shorter one this week, but I hope that you were still able to get some value out of it. So a quick summary is firstly, we talked about introspection, the word of the week. Make sure that you use that this week in your conversations and your thoughts, as well as providing yourself a time to engage in introspection yourself. Second, the importance of thinking for yourself and actively trying to think about answers before you search them on Google. Next, we talk about the importance of values And I would encourage you to make a list of your values. Remember, you can look at the things that you passionately love or the things that get you righteously angry, then try and cull them down to a list of 10 or less, and they are your values. And then actively think about each one of those and maybe for a day or a week, actively think about that one value to see if it sort of still resonates with you at the end of the week. And if it doesn't, maybe look at changing it. If it does, then maybe that's something that you should continue to value. Next, we talked about asking more questions and building confidence in not only being okay with not knowing something, but actually speaking up in situations where you have an answer or you have a thought that you could share, but you don't speak up in fear of what other people are going to think about you. Fourthly, we talked about mindfully reflecting and refocusing and how that leads to a happier life for you and the people around you. And finally, I'd encourage you to establish your second brain. Well, thank you so much for tuning in again this week. I hope you have a wonderful week and I'll catch you again right here next week on the Get Hungry podcast. See ya.